All right, got some official visits happening this weekend. We're going to spotlight a defensive lineman, Nikhil Jefferson from Tampa. Let's check it on the new strength program. That's in full swing for Vanderbilt. Let's get it. You are Locked On Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, it's that time of year. We're nearing what used to be the funnest day in college football recruiting, uh, which was the original national signing day. Now there's an, there's an earlier period in December, so take, took the luster off the February date. But with the February date looming, they have uh, Vanderbilt is hosting a uh, list of official visitors, mostly juniors, but they have a uh, – they have a senior defensive tackle, and the reason why it's so important is because he's a defensive tackle, and they are in desperate need of help on the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, but uh, Nikhil Jefferson from Tampa, Florida, is visiting this weekend. I'm going to tell you why that is a huge deal. I think that would be a massive get for uh, for Clarkley. I think it adds depth, and he will be somebody that can be a little bit versatile as far as playing nose and playing one in the one and the three technique as well. So I think that would be a huge get for, uh, for Vanderbilt. Just watching his film is, is pretty fun. Like he, he's from Berkeley prep in Tampa, Florida, he's six two, 285 pounds. He'll come in, um, will, uh, you know, would likely come in during the summer, get a little bit of a summer workout and try to get a little bit faster. But the guy is, you know, watching him play, he does so many different things. He, you know, he's a force on special teams uh, as a personal protector. He's a uh, uh, he made a tackle on the coverage unit actually, uh, which was pretty impressive. He's uh, somebody that uh, that can pressure uh, kicks in the field goal and PAT. He blocked a PAT. He also blocked a punt. Which, if you watch his highlight film, I'm not sure if this was more pathetic on the punter or the, or more impressive for uh, for Jefferson. But he kind of just like jumped and the ball kind of hit him in the face. Like, so I, I don't know if it was just like a bad punt or whatever, but um, he, he's somebody, he leads his highlight off with a pick six, right? There's a tip ball. He grabs it and, and, and houses it. He gets the, uh, he gets the big man touchdown. But what I really like about him, and I think what would really be good for Vanderbilt if they got him, is his burst off the ball. Uh, he doesn't, you know, obviously as a defensive lineman, you don't need top end speed and you don't need to be super, super fast. You just need to have quick, violent hands and a really good first step. And I think he has that. Um, and, and I think he, he's he's kind of polished. He he gets off blocks really well. He uses his pads and his leverage really well for being 6'2 on the shorter shorter side, which is odd to say, honestly, because uh, at 6'2, everybody's taller than me. But uh, on the shorter side of that position, I think he does a good job of getting underneath his pads and moving. So um, 
we'll kind of, you know, you, you'll hear a little bit more about why he would f- be a perfect fit for for the scheme overall at Vanderbilt under Clark Lee. Um, and a lot of it is just due to uh, him being able to move and understanding gaps and schemes and understanding how to slant and slant with proper technique to so you're not out of control or taking yourself out of the play by uh, by slanting with the wrong technique. I think he moves and takes over gaps the way that you need to. So that, that makes him a little bit more polished. But he's he's coming in to visit uh, Vanderbilt this weekend. They will likely take him to the basketball game, so we hope uh, Coach Stackhouse and crew give him something fun to watch. It should be a good atmosphere, but uh, things are a little tough around the basketball program, so it may not be, but uh, – you know Vanderbilt has you know Vanderbilt has a lot to offer. Uh, playing time is definitely one of those things. Uh, a guy like a guy like Jefferson could come in, and I don't know that he'll. St- I don't know that he'd start as a freshman. He'd have a chance to, but uh, you know I think there's some guys. You know Zaylen Wood will definitely uh, start. We'll talk more about him uh, later. But this is like I said, this is a this is a really really good. Uh, this would be a really good get for Vanderbilt if they can get a commitment out of him. Um, but he is—he's uh, a three-star out of Tampa. He is visiting um, some other recruiting nuggets. Okay, so we highlighted Nikhil Jefferson, and I think, like I said, he would be a big, big-time piece for uh, for what Vanderbilt's doing in the recruiting world. But it just seems like looking at their 2025 offers and and some of their offers that are down the road, guys, like you have. Uh, I've seen a lot of emphasis on D line and in the safety position. Like I've seen a lot of D linemen offered, and I've seen a lot of defensive backs, mostly safeties, uh, some corners offered. Like the the trio of kids from from Jonesboro down in Georgia, those guys are defensive backs. I really like this kid out of Maryland. He's from McDonough High School, uh, up there where where the Ravens training camp is. His name is Brandon Finney. Uh, he is uh. He's about as electric as they come. I mean, he's uh, 6'2", 185. He's an ESPN 300 kid, um, 2025. I really like his film a lot. He he jumps out at you. Um, he's an athlete. He plays both sides, but he's going to come in as a receiver. And, I mean, there's – he just, I mean, he just he just jumps out at you, and uh, he 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 plays really well with the ball in the air. He runs good, crisp routes. He just kind of he, he he has a really nice burst. Like he he when he catches the ball, he's past you just like that. And he's very he's a very explosive player, and and I know that uh, all of you everydayers. Uh, you liked it. You like you probably like hearing that word for me because I keep saying explosive. That's like my new buzzword. But this guy just like takes really long strides. So I'm really excited about this offer. I don't know where. I don't know if if and how it will pan out. But um, I really like that offer a lot. I think he'll be. I think he'll do well uh, in in uh, in this new offense. Uh, Kendall Kendall Lawson visited uh, Macaulay. Hopefully uh, getting. Uh, Caden Lawrence back on the boat. I mean, I know Caden Lawrence is getting a lot of attention. He committed early um, at the safety position. We talked about talked about him in an earlier show. Really like what he does. Jamarcus Watkins is somebody to to keep an eye on. Uh, he's a twenty twenty six guy. He's an athlete, so they're going to try to figure out in the next couple of seasons where he fits. Um, but he is uh, he's from right up the road in uh, Clarksville. 
I I like this Malachi Wright uh, from Orlando. He's a safety. Again, the the, uh, the emphasis on the safety position is uh, is outstanding. Uh, you know, six foot, one hundred eighty pound guy that you know likes to you know kind of do it all type kid. And again, really really good. Uh, Caden Daniels talked about him at the safety position, kind of the same body type, kind of kind of a similar player um, as uh, Malachi Wright, and you can kind of see the priorities um, as you go as you go down the list. And and there's and under uh, also under Clark Lee, you're always going to see an emphasis on edge guys, defensive ends, rushers, um, utility guys, like defensive front bodied utility guys you're going to see a lot of that too so it's going to be interesting kind of how the priorities shift and uh you're going to you're going to kind of see that play out as like you can kind of tell in a, in a Clark Lee defense what positions are the most important because uh, he can he can grab corners out of the portal uh he but he has it he has a knack for getting these high schoolers uh coming in at the safety position and developing them which there's nothing wrong with that but um I think it's a position of importance. Edge rushers, of course, is a position of importance. So it'll be a really big weekend. Uh, if they can get Nikhil Jefferson uh, to sign in on, on signing day, that would be that would be an incredible get. I, I think he's one of the few targets, but uh, hopefully they've got some offensive linemen on the hook. I haven't heard anything about any potential offensive linemen coming to visit. I know there was some in the transfer portal um, that we were targeting that – uh, I don't know if they've all found a home. Uh, Luke Newman uh, found a home, which I thought found a home at Vanderbilt, but it ended up being Michigan State. So uh, anyway, that, that's just uh, – so it, keep an eye on Nikhil Jefferson for sure. Uh, I wanted to spotlight him because of the position of importance. He's a, he's a trenches guy, uh, so keep an eye on him this weekend as the official visitors come in. So when we come back um, – Hearing some buzz about the strength program and how uh, Coach um, Coach Robbie uh, Steiner is doing with the uh, with the new strength program. So we'll check that out when we come back. All righty, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. So passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because e- with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, welcome back into the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. Uh, certainly couldn't do it without the everydayers. You can find us on social media at Locked On Vandy X and Instagram. 
And uh, make sure after you get done listening to me, make sure you go over to Locked On SEC, make them your second listen. Uh, they, Chris Gordy and crew would definitely, definitely appreciate that. So um wanted to check in on some of the workouts. So Robbie Steiner is brought in from Georgia Southern, worked with Coach Lee at Notre Dame. That's kind of their connection. Um, but wanted to kind of check in. You see, you're starting to see now the, the videos on X of the guys getting after it. Um, Dante Carter apparently is making quite the name for himself in the workouts. Um, you're starting to see some of the guys just putting in work. So how are they doing? Okay. Well, uh, some of the some of the buzz is that you know they're uh, Quincy Skinner's uh, posted on Instagram. He said the workout was so hard. Right. This is from Van- this is from Vandy two four seven. I'm I'm kind of uh, trolling that a little bit, but uh, they're um, they're talking about how amazing, intense. Uh, anytime you can describe your strength coach as kind of insane, is uh, is uh, is amazing. That's what you want. Like you want your guy that has a little bit of a screw loose, not some fake rah rah guy like like some of these guys are. Like I think the guy at Florida uh, years back, I, he's not there anymore, but I can't remember where he landed. Uh, he he came off to me as this rah rah guy that you know had this fake raspy accent thing just to kind of make himself look tough and you know all strength coaches have that to a certain degree it's just part of the job but uh, you have to be genuine with it you have to kind of live that way and you have to show that you do actually have some normal human being capabilities and uh, you also get these guys ready for uh, for the rigors of the SEC schedule. Um, so amazing, intense, kind of insane. Uh, a lighter workout, a bunch of them can barely walk. Um, so I guess the main thing is um, you can tell they're just getting back to the groove. And some of this stuff might be because they had a long Christmas break, you know, they had some snow days where they weren't able to get on campus. Like, they probably didn't do it. So, some of that does factor in. So, I, I completely understand that there is a little bit of that. Like, Christmas break, they have to get out of their system. But um, you're sore. And uh, th- these kind of things, like, set the tone, right? So, like, intensity, urgency, um want to mental toughness all that stuff is set up and the tone is set through these programs so for robbie steiner he had to set the tone and set the tone right away and he had to get off on the right foot and i I think these guys are believers right um and anytime you can walk away sore you know you got better because they got through the workout they pushed through it they persevered through it and it's gonna it's gonna replicate the season a lot because the season is going to be tough for Vanderbilt, and they're they're not going to be able to quit. They're not going to be able to, uh, you know, they're just they can't they can't let up. And so, for them to be able to make it through this, for them to be able to describe it as amazing and intense, that means that 
they're going to get a lot out of this. You're going to see a lot of gains. But the thing I the thing I really want to see, the thing that I really need to see, and that Vanderbilt needs to see, uh, Vanderbilt fans need to see, Clark Lee needs to see all this. What he needs to see is injury prevention. What are you doing to prevent injuries? Right now, it's football, so you're not going to be able to prevent everything. I get that, but like, how you go from like not having a you know having a rash of knee injuries or shoulder injuries? Like, there's some strength programs you know they're flawed when you see a you see a big oh you know influx of a, of an injury of a certain kind. Like, I know Georgia for a couple of seasons had just an abnormal amount of ACL injuries and it can come to find out they were overloading squat days and leg days. And they were the way they designed the, the week calendar. It just wasn't quite programmed. Right. And they're, they couldn't protect their knees as, as much as they wanted to. There's other places that like that have shoulder problems because they're not doing proper shoulder stuff and people's shoulders get ripped up because they don't have the range of motion it's it's things like that that you need to make sure that you're programming. And I, I think he's just in the I'm going to break them and rebuild them back up phase of the workouts, judge on, judging on the feedback that I'm seeing. Um, I'm not there, obviously, so I can't really say I would love to I would love to get some more insight on how these things are going. So if you if you have any insight or any knowledge, um, definitely hit me up. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that these, these things are, you know, they're, like I said, they're in the they're in the break. The January, early January, early to mid January is your I'm going to break you phase. Like we we have to break you down. We have to get the season out of you. We have to reset you. And we're gonna and for a new guy, it's I need to reset you and set the tone my way with my culture, with my way of doing things. That's that's the reset that they need, and that's what it seems like that they're getting. And it seems like they're all buying in because they keep coming back. Obviously, there's nobody hitting the portal. I don't think they can hit the portal, but uh, they're 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 invested, right? So that's like another positive thing with this program. Like you're seeing these guys, they're investing in the weight program, they're investing in the training. It you know, it, it seems like it, they're going to hold each other accountable. And, and again, all of this stuff is just off-season talk. We don't know how that's going to translate, unfortunately. And I wish I did. But it just bodes well when guys are getting work. They're, they're sore. They're buying in. They're commenting. Like anytime you anytime you have guys commenting, you know it was a good workout and it did its job, right? So this is the mental toughness phase. This is the, like I said, that's that's where we're at. Now they'll start kind of getting into incrementally uh, more functional stuff, positional stuff, um, you know, things that will have them create those leaps and uh, and growth and development. So um, stay tuned for that. But I, I think. Robbie Steiner is off to a uh, a good start with uh, with the with the program, and it seems like these guys are buying in, and it just seems like these guys are just are tired of losing, and they're going to do everything that they possibly can to not lose. Does that mean that they won't? Go, does that mean they can't go two and ten or won't go two and ten? Absolutely not. They could very well go one and eleven. They could go two and ten again. 
Like the schedule's brutal, but I, I think they will mentally, uh, sh- mental strength, physical, physically. I think they'll be a little bit more durable and a little bit stronger and, and hold up better against this schedule than they would have this time a year ago. Like I, I think the changes on the staff have been good ones, and you know, just looking at the body of work, you really only have to look at one school, ironically, uh, to to see the body of work, but. Uh, for the strength program, you could see if you want to go look at Georgia Southern, their devo- their development over the past couple of seasons, they've gotten bigger and stronger, faster. They've gotten uh, where they can last throughout the season, and they they've become kind of a pest in uh, in the Sun Belt. So um, this is this is proving to be a pretty good hire. We'll see kind of as it goes. Again, it's all brand new, so like we don't know for sure long term how it's going to pan out. It may not. Sometimes things get off to a great start and fizzle out really quickly. Uh, this one doesn't seem to because it looks like the players are buying in. So I'm excited, and you should be too. The weight program is off to a good start. You're, that's the feedback. You, if that's the feedback you're getting, amazing, intense, and the guy's kind of insane. Yeah, I'd say it's working. I, I would say it's working tremendously. And it doesn't seem like he's that fake intense where it's like, where it sounds like they're basically just screaming to scream when it's unnecessary. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm excited. So here we go. Uh, When we we're going to close out the show, we're going to talk about the defensive line. And this will affect how this will kind of further explain why getting to kill Jefferson to bring it full circle will be good. So stay tuned after a few local ads. Local ads. All right, welcome back. Uh, We're going to wrap up the show here on the third and final segment. We're going to talk D-line play. How does the defensive line factor in? That's the guiding question, right? I said in Clark Lee's defense, the edge rushers, the edge guys, the defensive ends, the outside linebackers are going to be the most important piece to the uh, defense. I wasn't lying, and I still believe that. However, I think it's going to be determined. Their success is going to be determined by the defensive line because they work in unison with the defensive line. So here's what I mean. Okay, we'll talk a little bit of scheme first and how they kind of match up with the uh, with the with the edge edge guys, and, and then we'll talk some specific players as well. So, um, scheme wise, why why is it imperative for the edge guys that the defensive linemen are good or they do their job? Because I'm predicting this. I'm predicting they're going to move a lot. I, I feel, you know, just watching what Clark Lee did at, at Notre Dame. So I think they're going to move a good bit. I think they're going to slant. I think they're going to go from, you know, they're going to twist. They're going to play games a little bit. Um, and, and so it's going to take some stellar communication with these guys. That's the most important thing. Communication and making sure your gap sound. And if you can be gap sound and be in the proper gap, when you're supposed to be there. So be be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there uh, and, and and come ready to make a play. I think you're going to see a defensive line that will do the job effectively. Now, I don't think there's any superstars on here, so you're not going to see any Jalen Carters that's going to that's gonna take over a game by any stretch of the imagination. 
but I do think they're going to afford themselves better chances at making plays instead of playing uh, read technique where they just get driven off the ball by by better teams like Alabama, uh, Kentucky, uh, Texas, LSU. You know those teams that have bigger, faster, and stronger offensive linemen to neutralize that a little bit. You got to move. You got to slant. You got to twist. You got to you got to throw people in gaps unexpectedly. You got to get a little bit. You got to get a little bit tricky. Um, and, and I think they could. I think they have some guys to do that. And I think they will do that. So one of those guys, one of those aforementioned defensive linemen is, uh, is Zalen Wood coming in from MTSU. I think this is this was probably one of the more underrated and underratedly important gets for Vanderbilt in, in, the, in the portal. Now, you know, getting safeties, getting the corner, getting Marlon Jones was get all the pieces are important. So don't don't get me wrong on that. But as far as up front and as far as being able to accomplish what Clark Lee wants to accomplish with those guys, I think Zaylen Wood is the perfect. Well, I don't want to say perfect. That's too strong of a word. Nobody's perfect. But I think he's a really, really good fit for what Clark Lee wants to do. Uh, he's a disrupt because he's a disruptor. He moves well, he tackles well, and he has just has a knack for the big play. So I, I think that's the first name you have to be cognizant of is because he's a guy that will flat get after you and I like him I like him a lot I think he is uh, I think he's incredible I think he is uh, I think he's fast I think he's I think he's uh, got a lot of toughness and so um, just keep that in mind there uh, also when you look at the defensive line you have well, let's just say you have um, some other guys that are unknown, right? Um, I'll give you the grade. Uh, they gave uh, rivals, thevandysports.com gave Zalen Wood a B minus. He's productive. He had 95 tackles, 18 for loss, 10 sacks, and two picks during his four seasons in Murfreesboro. So he didn't play a ton, um, but when he did, he played, did most of his damage this year. So that's pretty impressive. Now, I think when you look at the list, when you look at the roster at the defensive line position, you just don't know. You just don't know who's who's what, right? You because you have guys like Devin Lee, who's a senior, six two two ninety. Uh, that that should he should contribute, but we're not sure why or what he's doing. Demarion Thomas, sophomore out of Tulsa, six two three twenty one. Uh, play the nose technique to play uh, the one technique position. Bradley Mann, 6'6", 281, somebody that can play across the defensive line. Uh, Christian James is going to be somebody. He's a grad transfer. Here. He's a graduate, um, 6'4", 290. You have Ted Gregoire, 6'3", 311. Jacob Katana at 6'5", 264. And Yailin Quatara. Uh, from Germany, uh, six seven three zero five. So you you got some guys that like it's going to truly be a mashup of like guys you're just like scratching your head and saying what who, who are these guys? So what's what's my point? Okay, my point is this: there might be a freshman renaissance, and. You might see them get uh, Nikhil Jefferson. 
and him and Glenn Seabrooks, I could very easily see taking this defensive line over, of, at least on the interior perspective. Uh, because Glenn Seabrooks, he's from Nashville, local kid, Davidson Academy. And he's somebody that I think most definitely could uh, could come in and take over. He's fast off the ball. He's violent with his hands. He just he just has like I said, he has a knack for just kind of sifting through traffic and and, and playing. Now at six two, you don't love his height, but at three oh five, and the more lean he gets, which when he comes in, he that these freshmen have a rude awakening for them when they come to a strength, college strength program. I think he's somebody that can do that, but they need to add at least one more defense tackle. I think they can with Nikhil Jefferson, if they can impress him uh, enough uh, this weekend as an official visitor. So um, Zalem Wood, uh, Glenn Seabrooks and uh, Nikhil Jefferson, if Nikhil Jefferson ends up committing and signing, uh, I think would be the the trio that you can, that you can look at the others. I just don't know. I really, I just don't know. It's a new way of doing things. Uh, they have the same coach, but it's a new scheme. Kind of, there's going to be some different asks of them. Uh, so, again, it's a fresh start for that group too. It's a fresh start for just about every position group um, out there. So that's that's definitely a positive uh, that you can say about this Vanderbilt team because they've completely over overhauled a lot of the way they do things, and so. That's going to make it to where some of these guys that didn't had no chance in the previous regime or the previous schemes and previous philosophies, they don't have a chance. And you could and you have a chance to do all of that without changing the head coaches. So you'll see kind of how uh, how that all shakes out. But anyway, uh, that's where I'm going to leave you off here tonight. Uh, but I thank you for listening, uh, especially for this defensive trench talk. Basically, um, is what this show turned into. But uh, you know, I thank you for being an everydayer. If that is, if you are indeed an everydayer, uh, be a friend, tell a friend, follow us on social media, locked on at locked on Vandy at coach Burton 36 at coach Corey Burton on Instagram as well. Um, so make sure you like and subscribe to the show, find it wherever you find your uh, podcast and on YouTube as it's uh, the Vandy Commodores each and every day. So, with that, I'm Corey Burton. Thank you for listening. We'll check you back here tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up the week, and uh, we'll see you back here. Peace. Anchor down.